0: And we get to be a part of that and just dedicate this, this ministry to those kids. But not only to their kids, it impacts families as well. And we have a part to that. And so what I want us to do is just raise your hand if you you would with me, and we'll just pray over these right now. Lord God in heaven, we rejoice. We rejoice for life. Lord, you've given us an abundance here in this land, God, and these packages are going to kids who don't have much. And God, we pray that these gifts would bring truth, would bring you, Jesus. Let them understand, let them hear, let them enjoy and let them see you, God, through a random act like this. And God, let their lives impact their families and their friends. God, we pray that you would go before these packages, these boxes, and God, let them be a tool of the gospel. Lord, we pray that now. And God, we also lift up this this message to you. We lift up this time to you as we open your word. God, pierce our hearts. Speak to us wherever we're at. If there's somebody here that doesn't know you, pierce their heart, God. Let them hear this word. And if there's a Christian that's ignoring you that's a little bit wayward, that does not care, pierce their heart. Touch all of us, Lord. Do a mighty work. In advance, we say thank you for that. In Jesus name and the church says amen all right oh thank you worship team that was Garrett by the way and, and his backup boys that was a, it was, a it was funny okay all right well as you can see there's something a little bit different about me today I am not wearing a black shirt on top okay yes I know you know and you go why why are you wearing that you know have you seen the light and you know there is a there is a word that's out there it's called you know clothes make the man have you heard this before and it's true not so much in my case but it might be true in your case I mean you think about it ladies you know what you like to look good right and so what do you do? You get your hair done, maybe that special cut. Any ladies here like a good, solid haircut that makes you look good? Anybody? Okay. And then when someone blows it, you're like embarrassed, you never wanna leave the house, all right? You know, and you put on, ladies, you put on the new war paint, you put on the new nails, you get that done and you feel good. It does. There's something about that. Men, we like to feel good, you know? You like to wear a clean shirt occasionally and you like to look good. There's a thing called power suits, you know, power ties. You know, we all have this image we portray, we put out there. I remember in junior high, it was like 1982, and I wanted to be a -a rockabilly person, you know, so I decided I was gonna be rockabilly. You remember that age? I was like, yes, I love the music, I'm gonna do it, and I I looked like a -a rockabilly for a whole week. It was great, but I couldn't keep it up, you know? It wasn't, wasn't my style, it was too much effort. And 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 so I kinda look like a poser, you know, there's a big word from the eighties too, you know, you just something that you weren't and you wanted to be. I think a lot of us, you know, we kinda go about about that in our lives. In our Christian world, you know, so often we wanna look the part, we wanna look and have the image, but in deep down, you know what it is, is our soul isn't there with it. And so we look like the Christian posers, you know. We looked like we're we're imitations. We want to have something special about us. You know, and and today I want to talk about this. You'll see the title is The Image of a True Believer. Because I believe there's many of us that are Christians that aren't living up to who we are. We're walking around as Christian posers. You know, we have been given to us an identity, and so often we try and not live it out or we suppress it. See, we have this wonderful wonderful identity to show people we have this image that we are to live towards and show and we can do it but we forget you know so often we forget that it takes a lot of effort even for the lazy person to look that shabby you know they got to think it through and for for us that want to look good it takes some effort right for a christian it's going to take some effort and we have to understand that this image is given to us at new birth, and it's something exciting. And I, and I wrote down 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I put it in the New Living Translation because I wanted to change it up a bit, but it says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. So what you used to be is gone what you used to be like the world is supposed to be gone. You know, the the sad part is, is we keep on reverting back to it. And you still want to look like the new world, right? Or the old world. And the thing is, is we just become posers. See, Paul sums it up what this message is all about. You'll see here in Ephesians, it says, put on the new self. We get to put on something new, who we are. And Christian, it is a blessing. And I want to encourage you today to really examine what what you're wearing. Not physically, but on your soul. How you're representing. How your image is being portrayed. Because so many of us, we want to be cool. We want to be like, we want everyone to like us. And we, we want, though, we also want that new self. So we have to kind of decide. But the best way to decide is for us to show you what the old self was looking like. That's what Paul does. He, we're going to see here that he outlines what the old self is, and he wants us to understand that that's how it used to be for us. And that's what we have to grab hold of. Because this was written 2,000 years ago, but very interestingly enough, it is so applicable today of what the old self looks like and what the culture is doing. And so church, I gotta remind you, and this is where we're at, understand this, you have to reject the old me. Reject it. You've gotta get beyond and understand that that is no longer you. You are no longer this way that we are going to describe You are no longer a person of this world. You're a citizen. Remember, I talked about it a number of times. You're a a new race. You're a new people. And this is something you've got to own, church. Look with me, if you would. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. And in verse 17, Paul starts it off very plainly. He says this. So this I say and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind. Now, I, I was, I, we look at that and we fit futility. We, we kind of gloss over that word. Futility is like pointless, right? It's futile. That's not what it means. See, when you get into the understanding of the Greek text of what this is saying, it's saying it's, it means it's devoid of truth. Devoid Meaning there's no truth there in their minds up here. And we also have to understand too, it means a depraved and perverse life. Whoa, twisted, perverse. See, they they have no truth and they're depraved. And this is the, the reality of where you were once. Where you were once without Christ and where the culture who has not does not have Jesus is today. And this is what we're going to outline is a portrait of a pagan. We'll call it like that. And what's a pagan? A person that does not know God. Somebody who is in it for themselves. Somebody who is devoid of truth. And I'll tell you this, listen to this. All lives are dominated by sin if they don't have Christ. Now, let that sit for a second. You might go, well, that sounds kind of rough, Tommy. Just jumping right into it there, right? Think about that. If you don't have Christ, you have your old nature of sin, period. If you do have Christ, you have a new nature and the old nature. You get to choose, Christian, who you're dominated by. The thing is, the old world, the old life, the non-believers, that's all they have. That's all they have, and that is where we begin. And you can look at this. You can look how hostile this world is. I mean, just go onto social media. You know, go, go onto TV. You know, go down, go down to the mall. You'll see how hostile and how devoid of truth this, this culture is, this world is. And so Paul, he then takes it apart. He says, don't be like them. And then he wants to remind us how we were. And remember, this is good. This is a reminder of what you should not be doing. And maybe you're dabbling. Because right now we have to understand that the culture and you were once, there is hardness of heart suppressing God's truth. See, whenever we do wrong, whenever we decide a path of sin, what are we doing? We're suppressing God's truth as a Christian. That's what we're doing. We are having a hardened heart or we're stubborn. We do that when we sin as a Christian. We're stubborn people going, no, 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 I want my way. Now think of that for the person that has no God, no Jesus. They have a hardened heart. They're stubborn. They're they're ignoring God's truth. Let me share with you here. Look at verse 18. It says, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them because of of the hardness of their heart. You see, all of that that we just talked about, why they have futility of thought is why. They're hardened in their heart. They're stubborn in their thinking. Paul reiterates this. If you go to, you go to Romans chapter one and look at verse 18, he says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness see Paul is saying both there and in Ephesians man knows truth but they don't want to hear it and so what do we do they do they suppress it with more unrighteousness do you ever see that in the culture you ever see that when people say you know what I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with my wrong thoughts and my wrong ideas see that's how they are see they're uncomfortable with our ideas because why they know it's right and so what do they do? They, they cover it up with more unrighteousness. But they know. They may not like that the truth is there, but they know. I think back, let's go back to 1982 again. Back in that day, is we had, I remember 7-Eleven, we would ride our little BMX bikes over there to get a Slurpee, okay? And you would go into these, these convenience stores, it can be anyone, and then on the back behind the teller was what? The girly magazines. And you knew that, hey, you know what, only weird people bought those, right? You didn't want, it's like, whoa, those are things. And now, and then think about it, the same era, there was that time, remember you used to go to the video store, old people? And you used to get the VHS and the beta t- tapes, if you got beta, I'm sorry. But, you know, you used to go there, you remember those days? And you'd go down there and you'd look at all of them, you'd even rent a VCR, all that fun stuff, right? And the thing was, well, there was a room in the back that you didn't go into because only those people went there. It was a shameful place. But then fast forward a few years, cable comes on the scene. People knew it was bad then, but now I can look at it in my home. And they knew, but how, you know what, I don't want to know, oh, I can do my own thing now. No one has to know what I'm, what I'm buying you know, on TV. And then it goes from there. Now, fast forward today, you've got it on your phone. No one needs to know what you're doing, right? But then again, the culture is just like it's okay. Don't don't. You just, it's okay to look at that. Now it's just a joke. You see what we've done, what we've seen in the cultures. They know what's wrong. They just suppress it, and now it's a joke. Everybody's doing it. It's made fun of on TV, and that's not a big deal. See, the culture knows, and they harden their hearts, and they suppress God's truth. But not only that, this is what you used to be too, is darkened in their understanding. You were darkened in your understanding. You didn't understand spiritual things, and neither does the culture. Because you know why? The culture gives more attention to the intellect rather than to the spiritual. You notice that today? See, the culture says, I'm smarter than you, Christian. I am more evolved. I'm more enlightened. I'm more progressive. There's a word for us. And so we see this, and it's in the culture, because why? They're darkened in their understanding. They hide behind what they intellectually think is right. But the sad part is, they are devoid of spiritual truth. Look what it says here in verse 18 again. And I'll get to verse 18 in Ephesians. And it says, well, and it says, and darkened in their understanding. Right there, what does it say? Darkened in their understanding. They don't get it. They don't see it. They're depraved. They don't have the light in them. And so they think they are more smarter than you. And I wrote it here very plainly. It it says that they think they're more capable because they suppress. And then Paul reiterates this again in verse 21 of chapter One of Romans. It says, For even though they knew God, they did not honor God as God or give thanks because they became futile. There it is again in in their wines right there in their supplications and their foolish hearts were darkened. You see, their intellect, their idea, their twisted way of thinking has darkened their heart. This is what they do they're drowning in their own denial. You ever notice when you come up to somebody and you share the word of God or you share a truth and 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 or you, you point out maybe an error that they may missing be missing, they then the double down on themselves on their sin. They go no 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 this is right and they they're even more stern about it. They're even more strict about it. That's because they are darkened in their mind, and that's a sad place to be. They think they're morally superior because they're hard-headed. And then being hard-headed and stubborn, they have what? They they are missing an understanding, and then they're darkened. And we see this. Look what it says. Let me remind us of something out of Romans. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, this is a powerful verse because those people who are lost in sin they're dead you Christian have been rescued to life and they can do it too the reality is is they choose not to the Holy Spirit can put on their heart but they can ignore it but you you've chosen this and the free gift see real quick just so you know we have to understand that it's a gift that we must take Salvation is that. It's not works. It's not religion. It's a gift from God, and it rescues us from death. And that is what the world doesn't quite understand. They think it's just religion. And they miss it. Remember, this is how you used to be. If you're a believer in Jesus, that's, that's your old self. You go, oh, that's pretty harsh, Tom. I don't think I was like that. Well, weren't you? You're devoid of truth. Then we see here... Also, that we've got to understand Is there's deadness of heart Deadness of heart Now this is when everything becomes possible Do you see that in the culture today? You see the What they're doing, the mutilation to young kids Turning them into a sex that they weren't born in You see, that's okay Drag queens, it's okay you know, hey, you know, it's, it's, we're evolved, right? Everything's okay. Immoral lifestyles, you do what you want to do. You go have sex. You go do all that stuff. Have an abortion after you make the mistake of having sex. It's okay. Everything's okay, right? See, why? They're dead, church. They're dead in their hearts. Look what it says here in Ephesians. It says, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. See, they're excluded, which means, Alienated. Alienated from life. That's where you were. That's your old self. You were alienated. That's all you you were dead inside. You ever wonder why or how somebody could follow Hitler? Like, why would they do his bidding and do such evil atrocities? We look at that, you know, all that was 75 years ago. That was terrible. Why would they do that? Because they were dead. See, when you don't have life, you're dead. You're, you might be walking around and looking great, but spiritually, the world is dead. They're walking around with a corpse. And, church, we have to understand that that is where the world is. That's why people will do random acts. We think, why would anybody murder somebody? Why would somebody do a senseless thing as, as rape or, or hit somebody? And you see it in the videos all over the place. Someone just walks up somebody and clocks them and they fall off, fall over or something like that. Why? Because they're dead. That's the culture. And you know why? Because it starts out with the futility of their minds. They're rejecting and they're suppressing God and it moves forward. And finally, Paul says this. He says they're, they're callous beyond feeling. Callous beyond feeling. They're numb. They're apathetic. They have this idea of who cares. You know, in California, there's a petition out there to put a law out that you can have abortions up to three months after the child is born. Because the what? It's the mother's right to choose. That baby is not a viable life because it can't take care of itself. See, how could that happen? Because they're devoid. They are callous beyond feeling. That's what Paul is saying. You're just going, this is brutal, Tom. I don't like this. But look what Paul says here in verse 19. And he, because, because of which, or excuse me, I did this again. In Ephesians, it says this, and they, having become callous, have become them, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity and greed with greediness. Now, Interesting. So what do they do? They give themselves over to sensuality, that sensuality of that thing I must have, that thing I desire. And so that thing leads to impurity because it's impure anyway. But then it doesn't fill it. It doesn't give me enough. So I get greedy and want more and go to the next level and get more and get more. That is what Paul is saying here. He's saying you look at this and it goes deeper and their appetite gets deeper and they go deeper down that hole. That's why you see people that start dabbling in, let's say, pornography. They go deeper down that hole. When kids, and we were talking to a, Some friends in my, there's a missionary couple and they were saying, what happened, you know, during COVID? They were working with youth in Europe and it's like half the kids came back gay. Why? Because they went deeper down the hole in the what? In the computer land, in the pornography because they had a lot of time on their hands. They went deep. See, the appetite wants more and more. And then you might be sitting there going, Tom, I don't see that. I have good neighbors. Oh, they're not Christians, I know, but they come over and they help me with things, and they're good to me, and they're not anything like you said. They're not darkened. They're they're not dead. They they are kind and generous and thoughtful people. And I, I hear what you're saying. I have those people living around me too. But I tell you, our culture gives an environment of evil and for evil. Let me me share it to you this way. The culture allows what it doesn't approve of as long as they are allowed to pursue their own way. Live and let live. They give their stamp of approval just because they don't want their lives. They don't want what they think is okay to be taken away. That is what we do that is our culture you ever know that remember that old seinfeld episode out there people when it says not that there's anything wrong with that see that's how we look not that there's anything wrong with that that is your old self that is the old way and sadly christians are living the the old self still we don't have to We don't have to live that old self, but I tell you, we have to understand who we are. Let let me look at Ephesians 4, 17 again. Look what Paul says. I want to reiterate this. He goes, so this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Okay, you're going, okay, there it is again. But look at that. Look at the first part. It says, so I say and affirm together with the Lord. Jesus looks at the culture and the world this way. Whoa! The old self. That is what Jesus, Paul is saying. Hey, it's not my words. I just agree with Jesus. This is serious business. God hates what the culture does. Jesus does not like it And we have to grab hold of this And understand you know what My God doesn't like me Living the old self He hates it He outlines how we're callous How we're stubborn You know how we're darkened And yet we revert there That's just nasty That's like going hey you know what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take an old corpse with me Wherever I go It's stinky So we got to get drastic We gotta get serious about who you are. As a a Christian, there's an old saying, it goes like this, it says, many people use a mighty thin thread when mending their ways. How many of us use a mighty thin thread and then we revert back to our ways? See, Christian, you gotta understand a few things. We gotta lay aside, or excuse me, I want you to, Embrace the new me Embrace the new me I want you to own it I want you to grab hold of the new you And just say this is who I am This is what I'm about This is me I am a Christian Because that's who we are Church remember that verse The wages of sin is death But the free gift of God is eternal life You're going to glory You have eternal life today You've got that going for you. The world doesn't have that. You've got to flaunt it and own it, yet so many people are embarrassed to be Christians. We're embarrassed to, to get out there going, oh, I can't do that. I think of what John MacArthur said. John MacArthur one time said this. He goes, he goes you know what? If people are offended by what we say about God and them, and he goes, that's okay because they've been offending God from God knows how long, right? That's how we have to look at it. Who cares what they think? Own it. You want to be a poser Christian the rest of your life? Be the man or woman God has created you to be. Look what it says here in Ephesians. Look at Ephesians chapter four, verse 20. It says this, but you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus. See, the world, they didn't learn how to do what they do, you know, just by watching everybody else. They had it innately in them, but they also, hey, I can do more by watching Steve. I can do more by watching Jane. I can, I can go down that rabbit hole. But we are now indwelled with the Holy Spirit. We get to learn the ways of Jesus. We get to do that. That is the direction God has called us to do and to be. Now, many Christians have it this way. They go, yeah, it's just me and Jesus is my homeboy walking together hand in hand through life, right? It's me and Jesus. No, it's not. Christian, it's just Jesus. Jesus living his life through you. Living his life through you. That's what it means. See, the church is to learn Jesus, his life, his ethics, and his essence. That is what we're about. That is supposed to flow through us. That is how we are to be men and women who we are called to be. And you can't change it just by saying, oh, okay, the new me, I'm going to put it on. You've got to get drastic, like I said. You've got you to do something serious here. It takes effort. It takes effort for people to look good in the world. What, does it think, what do you think it takes for a Christian? But you can't. And so we're called to do this. Lay aside your old self. Put it aside. Put aside the way you used to be. See, many people, they're just like, no, 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 no. I can have my cake and eat it too. No, 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 no. We put it aside very plainly. As Paul says this in verse 22, and it says, in reference that in reference to your former manner of life lay aside your old self which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit see we keep running back to we well you know is a liar that lustful thing it never satisfies it's like you as a kid, you know, you went to McDonald's and it was the best thing in the world. And you, now you're an adult and you go, ah, oh, I crave craving McDonald's. You lie to yourself and you go there and you're ready to throw up after you go. You keep reverting back to the lie. And if you like McDonald's, it's okay, we'll pray for you. But the thing is, we, we go back to that old self and we know it's deceitful. We know it doesn't fill us. How many people have reverted back and done a sin that they've wished they never did again? Okay, good. Someone else is honest, okay. We do that and we just go, why? Why? See, that's what the reality of where we're at is we're going back to those things and we don't have to. We need to constantly put it down. I I wrote it like this. Victory over the old self is a daily surrender. It's daily. It doesn't happen when you're just, you know, salvation comes, I got the new self, there, I'm done. Uh Uh-uh. Christian, you know that this is something you need to work on constantly to lay it down. So how do you lay it down? Paul gives us great, simple instructions. It's not rocket science to be a Christian, by the way. See, all we need to start understanding is this. We need to alter and renew your thinking. Rethink it. That's what he wants us to do. You can't put down the old self with the same mind. You're going to be putting it down and go, okay, I won't do that anymore, but boy, I'm thinking about it all the time. How's that going to work out for you? It says this in verse 23. It says, and that you may be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You see, the old man, the old way, it needs to have a new mindset to get over that. Because you've been given the mindset, you can have it. God wants you to renew it constantly. Yeah, there's things that we stop. There's things that I stop doing. I mean, I don't do the things I used to do. Why? Because it gets in your mind. I gotta set my mind on new things. That's why I'm constantly reading the word. You know, that's what we need to do. I I, I wrote it very long and plainfully, as it says, this is done by reading and meditating on the word. And by asking the Holy Spirit to continue in his renewing of your mind. You see, the Holy Spirit wants to renew your mind. It's God's will, it's God's desire for you. And so that means it can be done, but you got to catch yourself in it. And so I'll sit there and I'll, I'll be like, going, man, you know, I, I like to re- memorize scripture, but all of a sudden the thought comes in and I don't want it there. And so I just start reciting any scripture. Sometimes it doesn't even go with the the thought that might be in my head. But why? Hey, you know what? I'd rather dwell on God things than my things. It changes me. But then I put there, you continue to ask God. Going, God, it's not your will that this be in my mind. Renew my mind. He wants to do that. And so you put it out there to him, and you constantly say, okay, God. I share constantly. You know, Laura and I, we, we, we spend time apart reading the word of God and in prayer and study, and then we get together. We talk it through. And then we listen to other pastors and different things like that, and we, we offer We bring things in that help us. We pray together. See, we have to understand what is bad and take it out. Take it out. I mean, that's a drastic thing, right? But you're supposed to have this new self. It's supposed to be in you and you're supposed to be showing it off and you can't do it when there's garbage in and garbage out. That's a reality. I tell you this, if you're struggling, if you're a rude person, you're just nasty, I tell you, you're putting garbage in somewhere. You're letting garbage fester. That's not the new self. You keep going back and maybe to social media and you're just getting, you know what? I don't have what they have, so you get jealous. To tell you the truth, I'm not on social media very much anymore, so sorry if you friend me and I don't friend you back. Because why? So often we get jealous or something comes on there, someone hurts us. Or there might be something else that, that might be going on. Maybe, maybe you're just mad at life. Maybe you don't like what God has dealt you. Well, what's your influences? What's influencing you? You can watch that. So you got to renew your mind. But finally, I want you to do this wear only your new self. You just got to get it plain and simple. You got to wear your own new self. That's it so many christians i tell you what you're doing is you're you're trying to do the old thing and the new thing at the same time that's like wearing a pant leg of skinny jeans and a pant leg of bell bottoms you look like a fool you know come on you're walking like clink clink and you can't even move this leg that's that's a christian that's a christian we try and do it all why well i have friends that are non-christians so They don't need to. You don't need to go and do what they want to do. If they want to join you in what you want to do, that's fine. You know. You know. Everybody says, "Well, being a Christian witness is we gotta love them and, and meet them where they're at." No, it's not. That's not what it says. All things to all people. No, I was actually referring to Christians. And we have to understand that this is this is for us to understand that we are to be men and women that are lights to the world. We have a new self that the world gets to see. See, that's who we are. We get to own it. This is our task. Look at verse 24, and it says, and and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, and has been created in the righteousness and the holiness of the truth. See, we wanna be the righteousness and the holiness of the truth. That means the things of God are basically, what, God things, ethos, And so Paul, when he was all things to all people, what was he doing? He was being ethos to people, God to people. See, that's what we need to be, letting Jesus flow through us. This is who we want to be. This is what the culture so desperately needs. But we've got to get to that point where we go, ah, the old self. Did you just hear all the points of the old self? Of Giving in to the sensualities of this world. The callousness of heart. The the darkened understanding. The dead heart. The stubbornness and the suppression of God's truth. You're a living person now. That stuff has nowhere in there for you. You're alive. You can live this out, and God has easily given you the tools to do it but it's taking effort. Church, each day you must choose to put on the new self. Each day. I go to bed at night, and I can guarantee you I do not wear these clothes to bed. I put on my jammies. I wake up in the morning. You don't want to see me in my jammies, so I put on new clothes. Just as we wake, as we get going throughout our day, we must constantly put on the new self. When you forget to do that, when you say, I am a child of God, or if you ignore it, you're gonna go down one of two paths. It might work for you for a little bit, but soon you'll revert back. Soon you will go back to that way. But if you choose constantly to say no, I'm a new person. That's where you grow. That's where you get stronger. And that is where you're showing this world who Jesus is. What are you putting on? What are you putting on this holiday season? Are you going to revert back to sadness because it reminded you of a hard time? Are you going to revert back to that that drug, that substance, because you know what? I, it just never, it always makes me feel bad. Or you're going to go, "No, I'm a new person. I'm alive. I'm alive to Jesus. Put on the new self. Let's pray. Lord God, I rejoice this morning because every day, every hour, you give us opportunity to put on the new self to be the image of you to this world. Oh God in heaven, we struggle a lot. But you say, if we just come to you, you will help us in that. And I know there's people here that are struggling. Struggling with these tough words of how the culture is. And maybe they're not saved, but we can go to you, God. And Lord, if there's somebody here that's not saved, they can just say, Jesus, I want that new self. I don't want to be dead anymore. Save me, Jesus. Come into my life, save me and make me new. Turn to him and he'll do it. Turn to him. And Christian, if you're trying to be a person with a leg in the world and a leg with God, you're not gonna make it. You're gonna fail. And Lord, I pray that they would be all in with you, that they would own it, that they would grab hold of the new life and live it for you, God. Help them to do that. God, as we go out this holiday season, as we go out this Thanksgiving week, Lord, let us be the lights that this world so desperately needs. Let people see you in us. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. We've got some prayer warriors up here if you'd like prayer. If you'd like some answers, we're here too. Other than that, I just pray you'd have a blessed Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving services next week. Have a great day.